Have you ever had that feeling? That really horrible feeling where you open your mouth to speak in English but nothing happens. Nothing comes out. You just stood there and you can't speak. What causes it and how do you fix it? Well, let's talk about it. Alright mate, how's it going today? I'm doing alright, thanks for asking. Today I've got a pretty good episode lined up for you. We're going to be talking about the five biggest mistakes that English learners make when it comes to practicing speaking. And I'm going to show you how to fix these mistakes so you can improve your speaking skills, even if you're on your own. And basically it's going to make you better at communicating. Sounds good, doesn't it? But if you're new around here, my name is Dan and I'm here to help you stop being an English student and start being an English speaker. I make podcasts, I make videos, I make courses coming soon, all designed to help you become a confident communicator in English. I'm also going to teach you some British English along the way. So if you're interested in the UK or British culture, this is also a good thing for you. I've been doing this for a proper long time. I've been doing it for donkey's years. So you're in good hands. And if you're coming back to the podcast, thank you very much. Nice to see you again. It's always good to see people coming back. Uh, before we jump into it, I'm sure you've heard me say this before, but there's a cheat sheet you can download that goes along with this podcast episode. It's got all the tips. It's got all the tricks. It's got everything you need to know to improve your speaking skills. You can get it right now, totally free. Go to the link in the show notes or dansenseenglish.com forward slash study squad and download it, use it, follow along with it and even make some notes so you'll remember it for longer. And as you guys probably know, by now, I talk about it every time, you'll also get my ebook, The Study Hacks Guide, with loads of other tips that'll help you improve your English. Once again, dansenseenglish.com forward slash study squad or check the link in the show notes. Right then, let's have a bit of a chat. So it's currently Wednesday, the 2nd of November, while I'm recording this. Um, when the time you're listening to this, probably Thursday, I guess, but it takes a bit of a delay to get all this stuff edited and out to you. So, but yeah, this week it's been a bit of a quiet one so far. Uh, Monday and Tuesday, the weather was terrible. You know, typical October weather. Uh, rainy, grey, miserable. But today's pretty nice. It's sunny. It's cool. I think it's about 15 degrees. But the sun's out and it's all right. It's a bit cloudy, but basically it's fine. And today there's not much going on. I'm just working my regular day job. So you guys probably don't know, but I teach business English for a few different companies in Japan uh, at the moment. And yeah, just doing my day job. It's currently lunchtime. So I'm using my lunchtime to, to make this content for you guys. Even in my time off, I'm working. That's just how it is, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, tonight there's not much happening. But tomorrow, tomorrow in Japan is a national holiday. Uh, Japan has a lot of weird national holidays that the names are always a bit strange. And to be honest, I don't really know uh, what tomorrow's holiday is. It's probably something like um, 
I think it's bunka no hi, actually. Bunka no hi. Bunka means culture and hi means day. So culture day, I guess you would say in English. I don't really, yeah, that's how I would translate that. Culture day. Now, I don't really know what culture day is, but basically I've got a day off work tomorrow. So <laughs> that's fine by me. I like that culture. A culture where I get a day off work is a culture that I want to be a part of. Um, even though I don't have any plans, I might sit and play some games on Nintendo Switch. Um, the new Pokemon game is coming out soon. Uh, if you guys don't know, I'm actually a bit of a Pokemon fan ever since I was a little kid. And the new game is coming out probably in a couple of weeks, maybe less. I'm not really sure. It's coming out soon. So I'm looking forward to that. So I might play Pokemon Sword and Shield or something like that. Uh, so I might play some Switch tomorrow. Uh, I've got some filming to do as well, as usual. Basically, all my free time is took up by filming and editing and writing videos and podcasts and stuff. But it is what it is. It is what it is. It's got to be done. And I hope you guys appreciate the effort that goes into it. And I hope you get something good out of it. Like, you don't just listen for fun. I hope you improve your English while you're listening, right? So that's what I hope, hope happens. Um, before we get started, I want to answer a quick question that I got from a student today. It wasn't on Instagram. It wasn't on Facebook or YouTube or whatever. It's just one of my regular students that I teach. Uh, and they asked me a question that's a bit strange because I never really thought too much about it before I became a teacher. And that is, what's the difference between going to and will? Now, this is really tricky because a lot of people, and especially native speakers like me, don't really realize there's a difference. We kind of just use them interchangeably. You know, next week I am going to the cinema. Next week I will go to the cinema. Most native speakers don't even think about the difference. But there is a grammatical difference. There is a grammar rule here that... You should know, especially if you're going to do like, you know, IELTS or TOEIC or whatever tests you want to do. They love to test this kind of thing. But be aware that native speakers don't care about these rules so much. And we just make it up as we go along. That's actually quite true in a lot of English stuff. You know, we'll teach you as a teacher. I'll teach you certain rules. And then as a native speaker, I'll just ignore those rules and break them anyway. So whatever. But yes, the rules here is that going to and will do have a big nuance difference, right? They are not exactly the same. And the big difference is that will is used when we make a spontaneous decision. We make a decision right now based on something that happened. So it's kind of a reaction to something. I get some new information or something happens. And in that moment, I make a decision. Will is the correct grammar form. You know, I'm sat at my table and then I hear bing, boom, bing, boom at the door. And I look at my wife and I say, oh, I'll, I'll answer the door. I will answer the door. Because it's new information. I make the decision right there and then. Boom. Will. Now, we also use it when we're guessing about the future. Like, we don't really know. It's very uncertain and we're just guessing. We use will. Mm. 
I hope that next week I will win the lottery, right? <laughs> Maybe I'll win the lottery next week. If I do win the lottery, expect that there won't be any podcasts because I'll be on a desert island with my feet up drinking pina colada or something because I'll be rich. But uh, that's a point on the last weekend. Sorry to go off on a tangent. Last weekend, they had the big lottery here in Japan, the Halloween lottery, and I didn't win. Disaster. I can't believe it. I won 300 yen, but I spent 3,000 yen to win that 300 yen. So, yeah, not a good result. Anyway, back to Will and going to Will. Spontaneous decision based on something happening or a guess about the future or something uncertain in the future. Going to is much more concrete. Like we use going to when we're talking about a decision we've already made. Like before this conversation started, I had already decided. And in that case, we use going to like uh, I'm going to visit England next year. And that's true. Uh, I am going to visit England next year at some point. But I've already decided before I started recording this podcast. And that's why we use going to. Now, to be honest, like I said, native speakers will just mix them up and they don't really care. You know, oh, next year I'll go to England. I mean, technically, he's not correct if we're being, you know, grammar Nazis about it. But it's good to know these differences, even if native speakers are not going to do it. <laughs> it's good for you to know what they are anyway, because, you know, as a learner of English, we need to be as accurate as we can be. So it's a good thing. Right then, without further ado, and that phrase, without further ado, means without making you wait any longer. Let's get into these speaking tips. Now, when it comes to practicing speaking English, in my opinion, there are five main mistakes that students make. But the good news is they're pretty easy to fix. And when you fix them, your confidence is going to improve, your speaking skills are going to improve, and you're going to be able to communicate more confidently in English. The first problem is that you are spending too much time watching or listening to English. Now, this is not a bad thing, you know, watching English TV shows and movies or listening to podcasts or audiobooks in English or even just watching YouTube. These are not bad things, right? It gets you a lot of input. You're going to get a lot of new vocabulary, a lot of new grammar. You're going to spend a lot of time and improving your understanding is a good thing. But that is not going to help you speak English any better. I know this might sound crazy, but in order to improve your English speaking, you've got to actually speak. It's like a guitar, right? If I want to play guitar, I can't just listen to other people talking about how to play guitar or watch YouTube videos about how to play guitar and then suddenly I pick up a guitar and I'm like don't work you have to practice and the same is true with speaking English so the solution to this problem is to change the ratio change the amount of time that you spend listening and watching stuff and speaking like in the minute it's a lot of listening and watching and basically zero speaking, and we need to even that up a bit. The steps to fix this one are actually pretty easy. Step one, go to YouTube and find a video about five minutes long of someone speaking in English. Step two, 
you're going to describe this video after you've watched it. Imagine you're telling your mate about this video that you just watched, right? And when you're describing it, I want you to try 50% describing what actually happened in the video and 50% giving your opinion about the video. What did you think about it? And to make it even better, to go that extra level, get your smartphone and record you talking. You can make a video like you're a YouTuber or you can just record the audio and try and talk for two to three minutes. If you do this a couple of times a week, you can get much better at actually expressing your ideas and being able to describe things and it's going to overall improve your English speaking and you still get chance to watch YouTube videos. Wicked! The next problem that a lot of students have is they spend a lot of time learning new words and learning new grammar patterns in their little notebooks but they never actually try and use it. Now this is insane, right? What's the point in learning all these new words and these grammar patterns if you're not actually going to use them? And once again, the solution for this one is pretty easy. Use them. <laughs> like, that's not rocket science. Use the words that you're learning. Just for example, take one new word every single day, right? Learn a new word every day. It can be any word. You could have found it in a YouTube video. You could learn it from a dictionary. You could see it on Instagram, you know whatever, just find a new word that you want to learn, right? Next up, you're going to make a sentence using this new word. And this sentence needs to be somehow related to your day or your life or some connection to you, right? If you're learning words that have no connection to you, you're going to forget them pretty easy because when are you ever going to use them, right? So make sure that the words you're learning you can connect to your own life and your own experience and make a sentence. And finally, I want you to use this sentence that you just made in a conversation. If you've got somebody that you often speak English with, try and use your new sentence in a conversation with that person. And I know some of you watching this now are going to be like, but Dan, I don't have a conversation partner in English. Okay, cool. Have a conversation with yourself. I mean, don't do it on the train. If you're talking to yourself on the train or something, you might look a bit. But if you're in your house, on your own, you're in the shower, have a conversation with yourself about your day. So what did you do today? Well, I had a good day. I went to the supermarket. Oh yeah, like you can practice speaking with yourself. And that's a perfect speaking partner because you're on the same level, right? So make sure that you use your new sentence in a conversation and it will improve your English speaking skills. The next one is a huge problem for most speakers and I had the same problem when I was learning Japanese and that is thinking in your native language. Naturally, you're going to think in your mother tongue, right? If your main language is Portuguese, your thoughts are basically in Portuguese or if you're Japanese, they're going to be Japanese or whatever. And it's very easy to stay in what we call like mother tongue brain, right? Instead of English brain. So it's really difficult to stop this habit. What you'll do is you listen to something, right? And then you'll translate that into your mother tongue. And then you'll think in your native language, what would I say in this situation? Ah, I'd say this. Then you translate it back to English and then you speak, right? 
that takes a long time and a lot of effort. And it's something that you need to stop doing as much as you can. I know it's difficult, but it takes time. But if you can get over this, it makes a huge difference to your speaking skills. One way you can start practicing this is at the end of your day, think about your day in English. Spend five minutes, 10 minutes thinking about what you did in English. Imagine that you're telling somebody about your day, um, but do it in English, right? Even if you don't know the right words or the right grammar, just get used to this idea of thinking about your day in English, right? And you might be thinking, that's great, but how does that improve my speaking skills? Hang on, we're gonna get to that now. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna think about your day in English for a bit, and then when you're ready, you're gonna take your phone like this, you're gonna open the camera or the recording, voice recording thing, and you're gonna talk for one to two minutes about your day. And you're gonna do this every day. Now, what will happen is at first, it'll be very difficult for you to actually say, I don't need this anymore. It's gonna be very difficult for you to say what happened. You're gonna make very basic sentences like, today I went to work and at lunch I ate spaghetti. You know, very basic sentences. And what you'll find is that if you do this every day, a lot of your sentences are gonna be the same every day. You know, most people do the same thing every day. We wake up, we go to work, we come home, we eat dinner, we watch TV, we go to sleep. That's normal. But what you'll find is that these sentences become much, much more automatic. They just naturally come out because you practice saying them. The content is not that important here. The point is you're thinking in English and you're just able to output without really thinking about what it is in your native language. Now that is powerful. Now another problem that loads of intermediate and advanced English learners just like you have is that they spend too much time doing this. Now it's cool to make notes in your notebook and it's good to write down new words that you learn and grammar patterns. I'm not saying stop doing that. I'm saying you're missing an opportunity. What you should do is make your notes in your notebook, but then go back and read the words you actually wrote down. Say the words out loud. If you wrote down a grammar rule or you wrote down a sentence with a new word in it, say it. Go at the end of the week, right? At the end, let's say Friday. Look at your notebook, everything that you've written down this week and read it. Speak out loud. Imagine that you're doing a presentation or something and say the words in your notebook out loud. This is good for two reasons. One, you're going to review everything you've learned that week. And two, saying it out loud improves your speaking and your memory. It's a win-win situation. And as a little extra bonus tip, why not record yourself reading your notebook onto your smartphone then the next day when you're on the train to work, listen to it like it's a podcast. It's just unbelievable. Now, another major problem that people have is that they just don't practice enough because they find it difficult to find something to talk about. Like they don't really know what to practice speaking with. Now, this one is the easiest thing in the world to fix because you guys have got access to something called the internet, which happens to contain like everything ever. 
So what you're going to do is you're going to go to the internet and you're going to find some text. It can be an article, it can be a blog post, it can be your favorite book online, you know, whatever it is, find some text, right? And then this is going to sound crazy, but just read it out loud. That's it. Exactly the words. You don't need to think. You don't even need to know what it means. You just got to say it. Just speak. And that's going to get your mouth used to speaking. It's going to train the muscles in your face to make the sounds correctly. And you don't have to think about it. So it's just going to become automatic. And when you've finished, you've got to the end. I want you to think about, well, which words were difficult for me to pronounce. And then you're going to go look up the pronunciation for those words and practice saying those words a few times. So next time you come to those words, you're going to be able to pronounce them easily. Good stuff. And I hope you found those tips very useful. If you put these things into practice, I'm pretty sure your English speaking skills are going to skyrocket. They're going to go through the roof. You're going to make a lot of progress, right? Uh, there is one other technique that um, I'm going to make a, a full separate podcast about. I have talked about it before on the podcast, but I want to revisit it because it's really powerful, especially if you're doing the other things I mentioned in this video. Uh, and that's going to be next week's episode, I think. Next week or next next week. I haven't finished scheduling it out, but coming soon. Coming soon. That's the main thing you need to be aware of. Uh, and that technique is the shadowing technique. Really, really powerful. Anybody can do it anywhere, even if you're on your own. And it will make a big difference, not just to your speaking skills. Also, it'll make a big difference to your pronunciation and things like intonation as well. So you're not going to want to miss that one. Other than that, on Friday, we've got the chin wag coming up. I still haven't decided what I'm going to talk about. I, I usually make it up on the day. Um, but if there is ever a topic you want to hear me talk about that's not specifically related to English, maybe you want to know about sports or video games or, you know, whatever, uh, let me know. I'm always up for taking requests to talk about. Uh, so, you know, you know where I am, you know, mail at dansenseienglish.com and Instagram and Twitter and all that good stuff. It'll be good stuff. And if you have enjoyed listening to this episode, you know what to do. Leave me a rating on your favorite podcast platform. It makes a big difference to the show and I proper appreciate it. Don't forget the cheat sheet, dancentenglish.com forward slash study squad. Get it now and it'll help you with this stuff and it'll help you improve your English speaking skills. Now, a quick message before we finish up today. Um, for those of you that don't know, I do offer private English lessons, one-to-one uh, -one private English classes. So if you're interested in improving your English with me, I make like custom lessons for each person we get together we talk about you know what you're trying to achieve in english and what your problems are and what your strong points are we talk about it and i design lessons specifically for you and make sure that you can get to that next level in your english studies if you're interested hit me up mail at dansenseienglish.com and also a course is coming in the new year hopefully january things are starting to move into place so if you're interested in taking a course with me as well Make sure you check out the study squad because I'll send an email when that's happening. And I hope we can get together and I hope I can help you with your English skills. But that's it for today. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you in the next one. <laughs>